Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devotional Life with Paul and Jeannie and all of you, because we do this together. We travel through various parts of the scripture. We're trying to find lessons and understandings. And so, Lord, give us insight today because we are following Moses and his family and Aaron and the children of Israel. And Moses needs to get to the Pharaoh here pretty quick, didn't he? Yeah. Well, where we left off yesterday was he gave the good news to the leaders and Aaron did his uh, miracles in front of them all. They believed, which the Lord had told them they would believe when he told them. Mm-hmm. And everybody was so excited and they were worshiping God. And you said yesterday, oh, that's that's, right. that's where you win the battle when you worship God, even before you saw Because they didn't see any change. They were just hearing the good news, but they received it with faith and they worshiped God. So they were at a good spot now turning the page as they (laughs) were in exodus chapter five yeah what happened says afterwards moses and aaron went in and told pharaoh thus says the lord god of israel let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness and that's exactly what the lord told moses to say so let's see what pharaoh says verse two and pharaoh said who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I can wow. just hear a little cynical. <laughs> he says, I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. I can just see him being arrogant yeah. and um, prideful. Prideful and full of himself. Narcissistic. <laughs> yeah, and because <laughs> the people were taught to worship the Pharaoh as God. So he could actually be deluged, delusional, Absolutely, whatever, yeah. and think well, that he's God. A- anybody who, who thinks that they don't have God to answer to, ultimately, oh. honestly, uh, that is a delusion. That, yes. uh, that's a lie from the enemy. Right. They don't realize they're going to die and stand in front of him. He's going to say, what did you do with your life? Yeah. And he's holy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was listening to that guy who goes on the streets. What's his name? And he interviews people. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was just listening to him uh, in the kitchen while I was yeah, doing the dishes. Living Water, I think, is the ministry. And he's uh, the Aussie? No. No. But anyway, he walked up and, <laughs> a- and he's always asking people about, uh, you know, what they believe or don't believe. And then he gets to the Ten Commandments and then he shows them that. Yeah, they, no, that's him. And though, even though they think they're good people. Yeah. That um, when they break the Ten Commandments, they're actually a lying, lying thieving, adulterous, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. Go down the list of, and he only picks four or five things. Yeah. And he goes, and God's holy. Now, how are you going to stand in front of him? You know, and some folks would say, well, you need help. And then you yeah. recognized that you're a sinner and that that's why Christ came. Right. And you don't have to stay in that position. But somebody who's in leadership with all this power and with all this money, you know, they they have no sensitivity at all that there's somebody greater than them that they need to answer to. Well, yes. so it's pretty scary and, for him. And we picture him sitting on a throne and, you know, yeah. all of his men around him. But the statement that you made honestly uh, applies to everybody. Uh, you know, who is your God? Who is it that you answer to? And if you say yourself, then... You're saying that yourself is God because, yeah, yeah go ahead. You were, well, someone you, you just, someone just recently proudly made that statement. I don't have to answer to anybody. Right. 
So uh, it makes you just kind of shudder. Kind of cringe, yeah. Yeah, because like, you go, ooh, they're going to get spanked yeah. or have a rude awakening, you know. So yeah. let's keep going. In other words, we won't have time unless you want to say something else. No, I, I, I think that's fine. Okay. I, I think that Moses gives the word of God mm-hmm. and it is rejected. Right. And that, in my thinking, is no different than anybody else who hears the word of God and either accepts it or let or declines. Right. So what will you do? What will we do when we hear the word of God? Yeah, you can't take it personal. You pray, <laughs> but don't take it as a personal rejection of you. Yeah. Okay. So verse 3, then it talks about... Um, God of he- the God of Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days. So they're repeating that to Pharaoh. And, uh, and then he warns them, lest uh, he's going to bring pestilence and sword on here. So the king doesn't even pay any attention to that. And he said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people from their work? Get back to your labor. And Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are many now, and you make them rest from their labor. So he's just mm. mocking them, and he makes right. this whole plan. He cry, he gathers up the leaders that he's got working for him over the the Jews that are working so hard, and he tells them, you know, don't give them any straw. Now they still have a, the same quota to make the same amount of bricks, but you're not going to give them any straw. So they're scrounging around for some scraps or anything just to try to help make their bricks, but it's it's uh, it's impossible. So verse 17, he says. To the he, Pharaoh says to the people again when they complain to him, uh, you know, why are you doing this to us? He says, you're idle, you're idle. And so then the, Isra- the officers came back from talking with the Pharaoh and they saw uh, Moses and Aaron. It says, verse 20, then as they came out from speaking to Pharaoh, they met Moses and Aaron who stood there to meet them. And they said to them, let the Lord look on you and judge because you have made us at abhorrent, I say that abhorrent, yeah, abhorrent, in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants to put a sword in their hand to kill us. So then, yeah. verse 22, Moses' response. Now remember, Moses was told by God ahead of time, This is what you're to say, but they're not going to listen. Right. Did Moses remember that? As he's getting accused, verse 22, Moses returned to the Lord and he said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Why is it you have sent me? It's going backwards real fast. For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people. Neither have you delivered them. Mm. My goodness. He, so, for, he forgot and went backwards <laughs> real fast under the pressure. Yeah, he expected a, an immediate turnaround. Yeah, but God and, warned him that it wasn't they weren't going to listen. Maybe right. he just didn't expect the added burden to be put on the people and that the people would turn on him so fast because they were turning on Moses and Aaron. Here they just had this great welcoming yeah. and were worshiping. Now they're they're uh, turning on him. You know, uh, I had kind of a random thought pop into my head that uh, also one of the ways, you know, all this is a way and ways that God is demonstrating that he's greater than all their gods and that he's the real God. And uh, do you know there's a number of Egyptians that actually leave with the children of Israel? And I wonder if part of this isn't for them, too, to see that. Right. You know, 
Yeah, God's always be working behind the scenes. He's, he's always working with people to repent. Plus, it needs to be understood that the Pharaoh could repent any minute here. Right. You know, that would be a good idea. Right. Even though he seems to be 100% evil, the Lord still loves him and gives him opportunity. He gets harder and harder, yeah. But he gets harder and harder because mm-hmm. of his choices. Now, there's this background picture that's happening. Oh, wait, we're out of time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that happened quick. What's the background? Well, that, you know, they're in slavery to Egypt and, and uh, the Christian is enslaved before they become believers, really enslaved, enslaved to, to the their own sin. And the world. And yeah. the world and their own flesh. And that God sets us free from those things. Okay. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time together and this time in your word. And I pray, Father, that you would speak to each one the lesson that they need to hear. We love you, Lord, because you first loved us. We pray this in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. God bless you all.